Welcome to the Enter the Kingdom podcast, where our goal is to equip listeners with the tools they'll need to not only enter the kingdom of heaven here and now, but remain in the kingdom that Jesus ushered in 2,000 years ago. I'm your host, Harrison Watson, and in 2018, God called me out from the world for this purpose and many others. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. All right, welcome to the 19th episode of the Enter the Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Watson. Hey, today's episode, it is a follow-up to episode 13. This is a part two of How to Fight in the Spirit. Um, In this episode, we're going to go over some of the prerequisites, but also I I go specifically into um, when God had actually manifested a miracle in my life in a very real way, and I try to discuss the mechanics behind it. Um, so that hopefully some of what we've talked about so far will come kind of full circle uh, here so that um, you can start to see some of these things manifest in your life as well. Now, I, I, I'm going to preface it with this, uh, and, I, and I also say this, you'll hear me say it in the rest of the episode as well. You know, God's not a genie. If you're if you're coming into this and you and you're wanting to learn how to fight in the spirit, in order to gain some type of power for yourself, um, all you need to do is look up the story about Simon the sorcerer to figure out what happens. Um, when 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 that's your when that's your gain. That that that's not the point. That's not the point of why we fight in the spirit. It's not point of how we're supposed to use the authority that Jesus has given us, Um, but I can tell you uh, from personal experience that the power of God is very real, and if you're willing to walk in alignment with him and walk in relationship with him, um, he will allow you to see the fullness of his power, and he will operate through you. So uh, if that's what you're interested in, you should keep listening. If you're interested in something else, you should just turn this off now. Um, as I said, God, God is not a genie. Uh, th- this isn't a step-by-step on how to do things. It, it, he can't be, you can't put God in a box that way. It's just not, it's not the way that it works. It's about relationship and, and alignment. And if you're willing to listen uh, all the way through, I talked through the mechanics of the time when God actually legitimately uh, performed a, an amazing miracle uh, in in my life that um, really showed me something that I had read was possible, but I got to see with my own eyes. And so um, some of these parts might translate better uh, in video. You can find that on our YouTube channel. Um, it is ETK or it's bit.ly dot B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash E-T-K YouTube. That's all lowercase. Uh, if you want to check that out, it was not tonight the 13th, but the 12th of March is, is when that is. So anyway, without further ado, I'm going to uh, turn it over to that episode. All right. Hey, welcome, everybody. Hope uh, you had a good shabbat i am i'm ready to go i'm absolutely ready to go 
tonight is going to be. I just spent all the time before this just getting ready, getting ready for tonight. Um, just coming off of Shabbat, which was last night. Some people who are watching this, maybe you're getting ready to start your Shabbat right now. And uh, I'm really excited. Tonight's time together. What are we going to talk about? Well, the title of this is How to Fight in the Spirit. So that's what we're going to be focused on. Um, but before we do that, what we're going to do is get into a quick reading of the word. We're going to read Psalm 91 in the New King James Version. Now the title on at the top of this is The sa Safety of Abiding in the Presence of God. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor of the arrow that flies by day nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays, at noon, lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is, your, who is my refuge, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, no plague shall nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you, to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Be because he has set his love upon me, this is God speaking now. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name, Yada. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. The word of the Lord. Tonight's topic of conversation is a really important one. And what we're really going to be talking about is truly how to fight in the spirit. Now, we've done some podcast episodes about this in the past, but tonight's different. Tonight's different. The truth of what you just heard read there, and I, you should go back and read it again, Psalm 91. It is the foundation from which all things flow. It is the foundation from which your healing comes. It is the foundation from which your protection comes. It is the foundation from which your deliverance comes. It's the foundation for how you fight in the spirit. Many of us, we go to church or spend time in prayer or spend time in the word. And we consider that our time in the presence of God. 
But this says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells, dwells. How was God able to release his power through Jesus Christ? He remained in his presence. He remained in his presence. How does one remain in the presence of God at all moments? You don't move until you're centered. Even as I'm speaking now, I can feel the Spirit here. And I'm following the lead of the Holy Spirit to be able to give me utterance to speak about what needs to be spoken. The challenge that we have had is a fewfold, but the Bible said that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Why do we have a lack of knowledge? We have a lack of knowledge for many reasons. Uh, but many of us don't spend the time that we need to with God. And like we just said, we are meant to spend eternity. The here and now, the only eternal moment, the present moment, all moments with God, in the presence of God, under the shadow of his wings. In the secret place, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was crucified, the physical temple split in half, just as he said it would, from top to bottom. Why? Because there was a new temple being raised. In three days it was raised. Jesus' body became the new temple of the Holy Spirit. And by the power of that Holy Spirit that he poured out upon us, that God poured out upon us because of our belief in Jesus, we too became the temple of the Holy Spirit. God made his home within us. There's a shift that needs to take place now. And from this night forward, it will be for everybody who listens to this and accepts it. For too long, we've been on the defensive. For too long, we've been waiting for the enemy to attack us and react to that. For too long, we've been asking God to do things that he gave us the power and authority to do through the name of Jesus. We so often hear people say that, well, God won't do something that he already gave you the chance, to, that he already gave you the ability to do himself. Go out and make your money. That's not what that means. That's not what that means. We have taken the word of God and slanted it to our understanding rather than turning our understanding in line with the word of God. And as a result of that, you see the evil that prevails in the world. Just total evil. Even we who are called by the name of Jesus spit on his name as we profane his Sabbaths, as we do what we please, as we say that this is what God told me to do when God didn't tell you to do it.
Now, Jesus is the son of God. He came down. He was born of a virgin, was completely perfect. It says The Bible says that he knew no sin, and in this he fulfilled the law. So there's been an excuse that's gone around that says, well, we don't have to be perfect like Jesus. If that's the case, why were you commanded by Jesus to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect? Do you think that your God wants to give you a command that is not possible? Do you think that he didn't know the limitations that you possess before the command came out? We have to stop wrapping our understanding of the way that things work around the way that we walk. And we need to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And we need to not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we may prove what is the perfect and acceptable will of God. You see here that I'm wearing this army green jacket. Why is that? I'm not doing it for show. It's because from this night forward, the Holy Spirit is sending out into the world through you this command, if you will accept it. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith with which you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end for, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Put on your armor. It's time to fight. You were given the Holy Spirit so that you could speak the words of God, so that he would give you utterance. The word tells us that the word of God is sharper than, two, than any two-edged sword. There are things that happen in the world that are not of God. There is nothing in the world that can stand up to the word, can stand against the word of God. When God speaks, it happens. There may be things that come against, that try to come against. But if you will stand, focus in, and speak as the Spirit gives you utterance, you will see your enemies fall. You will see the miracles that are explained in the Bible that happened back then. You will see them manifest in your life now. People read the Bible and they see these things that Jesus did and they reason within themselves that it was because he was the son of God and therefore they don't have the ability to do that. If this were true, why did he take a fisherman in Peter who denied him three times? Who denied him three times? Who was a self-admitted sinful man and told Jesus to get away from him? Why did he take a common man pour his spirit into him, and then Peter was also able to do the things that Jesus was able to do. Why is that? 
You don't have the excuse. We who claim Jesus do not have the excuse to not walk in the authority that we've been given. We can choose not to. But to choose to not walk by the Spirit is to choose to be an enemy of God. To walk in accord with the ways of this world, with the ways of the flesh, rather than the Spirit, makes us enemies of God. Even we who go to church on Sunday, even we who spend time in the Word, when we operate in the flesh and not according to the Spirit, we make ourselves an enemy of God. I say this to you now so that you may know that you do indeed have the same authority. From this night forward, if you will choose to accept it, if you will choose to accept it, the power of God lives inside of you. And you are not only commanded, but given permission to walk by his spirit. And by the power of that spirit, you will see God manifest his blessing in the world through you. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Many of us hear the pastor say, it's the work of the Holy Spirit that's doing it inside of us. That's true. But then we take a passive approach rather than an active approach to walking in accord, to seeing the things in our, inside of ourselves that we know are not in alignment with the Word of God and actively fighting with God to overcome them through perseverance. This isn't a passive battle. This is a very real fight. You don't have, you actually don't have a choice. Whether you believe this to be true or not, what I'm saying to you, you do not have a choice about whether you fight. Simply by being alive, you are fighting in a war. The only choice you have is whose side you will be on. You will either be on the side of the world or on the side of the kingdom. And for those who would take these words and attempt to use them in a way to justify some type of physical altercation, it is written, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. This war will not be fought with physical weapons. This war is fought in the spirit. A believer has been given the authority to use the word of God if they walk in accord with it. You'll notice, here's what God says. We'll go back to Psalm 91 again. Because he has set his love upon me, 
What does that mean? Because he has set his heart upon me. Because he does not have a divided focus. Because he has a single mind, a single heart, pointed towards God constantly, in tune with God. Seeking to do the will of God by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of him. Walking in the Spirit. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore, because he has set his love upon me, therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Him means him or her. For anybody who isn't aware of that. What are the things that take away your focus from, from the presence of God? Remove them. Get rid of them. It doesn't matter what it is. It is your very life. In the season that we are in now, and entering deeper into, if we think that any of this craziness is going to get easier, it won't. It won't. There may be brief moments of respite in between when we're in the eye of the storm. But it has been written, and so it shall be, that the things decreed long ago that generations have waited for will come to pass now. We are living in the generation that gets to see the manifestation of the kingdom. The full manifestation of the kingdom. We either choose to live and abide by it here and now, by walking in alignment with God, walking the way, the truth, and the life that Jesus showed us, or we don't. That is the prerequisite. Everything that I just said there is the prerequisite to what we're actually going to get into now, which is how do you fight in the spirit? And I'm going to share with you some experiences so that I can try to make them as plain as possible that have come about in my life as I've tried to understand this and God has been faithful and gracious enough to show me how it works. I'm not the only one who knows how to do this, so I'm not claiming to have some uh, special knowledge here. It's, it's all in the Word. It's all in the Word. But I have come tonight to try to make it plain, to try to make it practical. But you must understand... That if you walk out of alignment with these things, with what with God, if you don't seek his refuge, not only will you not see these things manifest in your life that are yours, but on top of that, you could bring severe damage to yourself. You'll recall in the Bible, there were two people who saw 
the works that were happening in Paul's ministry. And they saw a demon-possessed man. And they went up, and they attempted, they said, we cast you out, something like this, we cast you out in the name of the of the Jesus that Paul, or of the God that Paul preaches, is what they said. And the demons came back on them and ate them up. Why is that? They weren't in alignment. They weren't in alignment. And if you were not in alignment with God, if you're not in alignment with God, don't step on the battlefield because you will get eaten up. But God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of peace, love, and a sound mind. How do we access that? By accessing the spirit that lives inside of us. You'll also notice that in that same example, right, that we just talked about, they said, by the God that Paul preaches. What does that mean? It means they didn't have a personal relationship with him. You cannot access the things of God unless if you have a personal relationship with him. Walking with him. The demons even said, we recognize Paul and we recognize Jesus, but who are you? Well, why was Paul recognized? He was recognized because he walked the way. He walked in relationship with Jesus, with God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. He walked in the thing that we talked about last night, unity, oneness. So I want to give you that before, and then I'll go into some examples. The mechanics of what I'm going to share with you are, first off, you have to understand that there's no, I'm going to share some experiences with you. You shouldn't take these down as step-by-step -step instructions about how to do this. That's not what this is. God's not, it's not a magic trick. That's not the way that God works. It just isn't the way that God works. I'm going to try to explain to you the way that it has worked through the times that I've seen God manifested so that you might be able to go back to the word, spend time in prayer with God, maybe even watch this, take some mental notes or take some real notes and try to understand all of that together in combination to understand how God wants you to be able to operate. God is not a genie. It's not the way this works. You don't just rub a lamp and get what you want. That's not how it works. So I need you to understand that what I'm about to share with you is meant to be an example that I'm going to try to explain the best that I can, 
but you shouldn't take it as step-by-step instructions. This isn't some like how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich tutorial video. This is nothing to play with. The reason why these things were even possible, another prerequisite, is because the location that I was doing the thing that I was doing at the exact time that I was doing it was in line with the Holy Spirit and with what God had been telling me to do. So I was, God had, by the power of his spirit, because he leads us beside still waters, he had me in position to be able to do the thing that he wanted to do in the world. Another thing that you must understand is I, the guy with the skin right here, I have zero power. And if you're coming into this thinking that you're going to get some type of power as Simon the sorcerer wanted for himself so he could make money from it, you will find yourself in a very, very bad position. This is not about you exercising any power of your own. This is about you speaking the words that God gives you, doing the things that God gives you, and allowing God through you, through where he's positioned you, and through what he gives you to say, to manifest his greatness in the world. That's a very important point. There's a project that God has me working on at present. That started with a vision that he gave me many years ago. And in the process of this, as I was working on this, there were some deadlines that needed to be met. And we were running up on those deadlines. But I was walking, even as I was going in the midst of this project, all I was doing was listening and attempting not to speak anything that God didn't give me to speak. Or doing anything that God didn't give me to do. So as he had me positioned where he needed me to be positioned, and as resistance came over what God had already called into being, this project, the resistance came by way of a storm. We had one of the people that we were working with that had to leave the next day, and it was a major portion of this project. This is the setting for where we are. Major portion of this project, they had to leave. They aren't in town. They had to drive across the country to get there to help us. And basically, this was the last day to get this portion of this major project that we were doing done. And the weather was perfect. But there was a lot of work that still needed to be done on that last day. And out of nowhere came a storm. It just popped up. Summer, summer storms pop up from time to time. But this was no ordinary summer storm. This started forming, and it looked like it was going to dissipate a few states over, and then it gained a lot of traction 
It caused many tornadoes on the state border edge and in other states. And it was barreling down directly on us. And so I said, God, I just sat there. As soon as I saw the resistance, 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 my first reaction, praise God, was not to panic, though it was looking pretty bad. But legitimately, I mean, everything I could see with my eyes was like, well, this doesn't look good. This looks like I don't know what we're going to do next. But my first reaction was instead to walk away, to go pray, and to ask God what he wanted. And so I did that. And all I heard him say is, I am with you. Just follow my voice. And so I did that. And I just sat there. Hour goes by. And then, then on the horizon comes this big storm. Now the storm is upon us. It's a couple hours later. And the storm is upon us. And I say, well, God, I see the storm. It's definitely close. Um, I went back to him. But I know that you called me to be here. I know that this project is what you called into being. And I know that you said to get it done at this time. So all of those things I knew were in alignment. And on top of that, I had the promise that he had said that he would take care of it and that he was with me. I had that confidence. So I just said, what do you want me to do now? And we were sitting there. And by the way, there were soldiers around because at this time, this was like at the beginning of COVID when all this happened and where the project is being built. Um, is there was some of the National Guardsmen at that time, the state had deployed them to be able to help uh, with various projects in the area where I'm building. So there's a lot of noise going all around the place. They're packing up all of what they're going to do over there. And the head guy for where I am, uh, for, for the whole operation where we're building, comes up and he's, and he's like, hey, I'm letting these guys get out of here because that lightning has caused a ton of damage in a lot of places. And he's like, you know, you guys should probably pack up too and we'll figure something out. And I was just like, we can't leave. This needs to be done. And God has said that he'll take care of it. That was it. That's what happened. And he was like, okay. He, he believed with me. He, he was like, okay. <laughs> he was actually more like, okay. Um, and we just kept looking at the radar. We kept looking at the radar. And then I just sat back as it came closer because the wind started picking up like crazy. I mean, like huge wind. And there were lightning strikes that were happening all over. Uh, not directly next to us, but you could absolutely see huge lightning strikes. And I sat and I prayed. And I said, Father, what do you need for me? And what he said was, I want you to walk out in this field and walk towards the storm and give, take what you hear from me and speak it. So I did that. I walked away from where the project was, was 
And I walked out into this field towards the storm, having all of the wind coming, feeling it getting much, getting much colder at this point. I mean, the storm was on us. And what I did is I looked up at the storm. And I could see, it was interesting in the spirit, I could see the different portions of the storm that were coming. It looked like one big front, but it was like there were these separate sections of it in the spirit that I could sense in my spirit. And so as I did these things, I, God just gave me utterance and I spoke. And I said, I just spoke what was given to me. And the words that were given to me were something like this. I'm probably, I'm not going to get them exactly right. I don't think, unless Father, you want to give them to me again. first thanked them. I said, thank you for coming. Thank you for bringing the rain that we are going to need so that we can have the food that we need. Thank you for doing what you're doing. This is how it started. I showed honor. I didn't, you know, we often think that in, in times I, that was the opposite of what I would have expected. When we think that there's a battle coming, we, 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 we I would have thought, yeah, let's get out there. Like, let me feel like Mike Tyson in the spirit and just start punching. But it was really interesting. The first words that came out, and thank you for reminding me, God, were, thank you. I know that you have been sent by God for his purposes. But he has me here doing this project for his purposes as well. And so in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you may drop a little rain, but you may not have any lightning nor any high wind because we had to be up on a huge jack. Like it would have tipped. We, I mean, we were 40 feet in the air. <laughs> we were 40 feet in the air on a huge piece of metal. Like with lightning strikes everywhere, this is like about the worst time that you could ever, th literally, literally look just absolutely crazy. And so, and I just spoke and I remember, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering now you may not drop your rain. You may drop as much rain as these fields need. It may not be too hard to stop our work. And, it may, and you may not bring wind that will cause us to have to come down, nor may you bring lightning strikes within, and I can't remember the distance, but there was a distance. And so this storm is barreling down, barreling down, barreling down. And I'm telling you, lightning strikes were coming all around us the whole time. And the wind at one point, you know, he had me go back out there a couple more times and just reaffirm and re-say these things. Because there were multiple lines of storms that had come, right? There was one that came. But as it came, it was, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It was like, you know, when you think, the best way I can explain it is it was like it split right around the farm. It was like it opened and went right around the farm and then continued on. And when I say it literally went right around the farm like that, like, I mean, I, I saw the main cloud split and di dissipate and then regain strength on the other side of the property. And that cloud, so that was the first line of storms that came about, in, about, 15, 20 minutes later, we had another line of storms that came. 
And this time, uh, and uh, and what was interesting is, you know, I went in and there was the gentleman who I'm, who is the head of the entire operation where we're building. And I was like, see, God said he would take care of it. I was like, whoa, that was, that's pretty cool. See, he'd do that. And uh, I'll never forget what he said. He's like, you've got a special relationship with him. And I said, I felt this is what the Holy Spirit gave me to say. I was like, what just happened? It has nothing to do with me, but it is available to anybody who would walk the way and do the same. And there was another, the other guy who was there is a Christian. And I was like, right. And he was like, yeah, yeah, right. But he also was like, what just happened? How did this happen? And then the second line of storms comes. And the second line of storms is actually a lot stronger. This is the one that was producing tornadoes on the other side. And I said, God, should we pack up and come back another day? And he said, no, stay. And I will do what I said I will do. Follow my voice. So literally the same thing. It's coming. And this guy's like, look, I can't have somebody. He, the, guy, the guy comes out. He's like, look, I can't have somebody dying out here. Like, you guys have to. I was like, just have faith. Just have faith. God is going to make sure that we can finish this work. God, this is so beautiful. I can't believe you even did this. Thank you. Praise God. And we walk out there. Or I walk back out there again because, again, a huge storm was coming. And uh, this one, like I said, was much stronger and essentially did the same thing. I went up there. This time I could see that there was one particular section of the storm. I, I, I first made sure that I went out there and I just tuned in inward. And I tried to take a look at all of the things that were there and just allow God to tell me what was happening and tell me what to say to specific clouds even. I mean, there was one, there was one cloud that I could just feel in the spirit. Like most of the storm was, it, it was, it felt peaceful, but there was one particular cloud that was really trying this. And I'll never forget what happened this time. The first time it was like the storm just split around, like I said, but this time with this one particular cloud that was very dark and I could just feel a different energy from it, from in the spirit, in the spirit. Um, what were the words you gave me? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you may not come anywhere near this farm. I command you to dissipate in Jesus' name. And I'm telling you, it I'll tell you, at first, at first it puffed up legitimately. At first it like it got bigger. Like it was like as soon as I said that it got bigger. And then I went out there a few more times saying the same thing. I command you in Jesus' name to dissipate. And this cloud goes and dissipated. And the storm did come over top of us. It did, the, the rest of the storm did come over top of us. It dropped very little rain. There was lightning again all around, but it didn't come on top of us. The first time the, the cloud split around us. This time, that big cloud, like I said, it puffed up first. And that's, that's an important lesson to understand. Sometimes when you take a stand, against the enemy, what's going to happen is it's going to first try to puff up, make itself look stronger to get you to doubt what God had shown you. 
And I, I would be a liar if I didn't say, Oh God, did I do something wrong? Like literally, I, like I was like, Oh, when that first happened, but God said, be confident, go out there and speak it again. And I did. And I'm telling you this thing, it just dissipated. It closed down and dissipated. And the, the rest of the storm that literally this storm had produced a ton of um, really bad weather. And, and, and indeed, uh, the same line of storms just a couple blocks away from where we are knocked an old, the top half of an older building down. Like, and, and when I say a couple of blocks, I mean like literally five blocks from where we are. And Columbus blocks are not like normal city blocks. This is a very small, small area. It was with, you know, less than a half mile um, away. Um, and I just, I just remember, and I called my wife and I told her what happened. Cause I was just like, wow, but I'm giving you that example. Again, I, you know, there's not really a how to, but I, I hope that you take that example and you replay it back to try to understand the keys of it were a couple of things. Alignment. God's hand being on the project. Being where we were supposed to be when we were supposed to be. Doing what we were supposed to be doing that we knew God had told us to do. And when adversity came, by God's, by God's grace, I could just feel the Holy Spirit just kind of pulling me into alignment with him. There, there was such, there was peace. I mean, there, was, there were certainly times like, oh my God, like what's going on here? Um, but God was with me that whole time. And as a result of not anything that, you know, I'm saying that I said this, but you need to understand it's not, I, I wasn't speaking my words. I was taking the words that God had given me to speak, allowing the Holy Spirit to kind of help me discern what was actually taking place and speaking what I was given. And when, and because of the alignment, because of the relationship, because God had called that project into being, and adversity came towards it, because of that alignment, like this says, God moved in a mighty way. He moved in a mighty way. And I'll tell you, I had more confidence. Personally, I felt more confident because I knew that what God, I had already seen God. I mean, the way that the whole project even came about is just, that's another amazing story. Um, but I had seen God move in so many smaller ways to make this whole thing happen. And I knew that it was in alignment with what he had been telling me to do. And so that confidence helped me to have more confidence in God's ability to do something miraculous here. And this is why we say, this is why relationship is so important. This is why walking in faith, even when it's scary is really important because it's about, it's about experiencing God's love and his power. It's truly about not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove the perfect and acceptable will of God. What does Paul mean by that? It's like, so that you may see, so that you may have evidence 
of the truth of God's word. That's why he calls us out to things that scare the crap out of us sometimes. And if you're not scared by some of the things that God's asking you to do that feel bigger than you are, um, then ask if, ask if there's something more he wants you to do. Because I've been more uncomfortable in the things that God has asked me to do over the past few years than I've ever been in my entire life. But because of that discomfort, because... I knew that there was literally a 0% chance that I could do it in my own strength because of that, because he took me past my capabilities. Um, he has shown himself exceedingly powerful. And I truly believe that's why he calls us all to things that seem impossible. Read the Bible and, and see what, see what he asks you to do. It seems impossible. It is in your own strength. That's why he gave you the Holy Spirit. That's why he gave all of us the Holy Spirit. How do you fight in the Spirit? You show up. You ask God what he wants you to do. You do it. And you see him do the work. I mean, it is. That's how you fight. That's how you fight. Now, that was something that happened in the physical. But a few nights ago, you saw a battle that was taking place in the Spirit. Like here. You saw that. Um, I, I think it was night three for anybody who wants to go back and look at it that, that hadn't been a part of it. You know, that was something where I got to legitimately see the power of God manifest itself in the world. And there were other people there to see it too. And um, I mean, wow. What, there have been many times along this journey over the past four years where God has been good enough to give me these type of types of moments where it's just like, I can't ever go back to what I was doing before. I can't go back to normal because now that I've seen how powerful and awesome and amazing and loving God is to go back to something that he didn't call me to do is just, it's a, it's a slap to his face and it, and it would go against, all of the truth that he's shown me, it would make me an apostate. To come into the knowledge of who God is and then to return, to be a dog who returns to its own vomit. As the Bible, the Bible does say, I, I think the Bible says that somewhere. If, if he does it, it's a good saying. It's a good saying regardless. Fairly confident that's in there. But, when we come into the knowledge of who God is and when we truly take a leap of faith on something bigger than ourselves that we know in our heart of hearts, God is calling us to do. He will never fail you ever. And you will see how awesome he truly is. And you will feel a freedom that you didn't even think was possible. Because the God of the universe is on your side. It's... It's the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me.
I wanted to give you that one example. Now, that's a pretty crazy example. What I mean like crazy, I just mean like that's a whoa moment. He's I've had there been other moments and I've shared some of those on the podcast. But that one is the one that I think I, that I think most people can relate with. Uh, and and kind of understand a little bit more. Um But I don't want you to think that there's like, you need to understand this. There's not something special about me. Uh, just as I said to the person who's the head of the place where I'm doing that project on that day, just as I said then, you know, there's nothing inherently special about me that God would choose me for this. God chooses people. I said this the other night. God chooses people who are ordinary so that he can show himself extraordinary. That's why he's amazing. I mean, there is quite literally nothing special about me that God should ever be. I mean, I, I don't have some like, I mean, I'm not some like, I don't have some righteousness of my own that caused God to be like, I'm selecting this person because he's much better than every. No, that's not the case. Before God called me away from what I was doing before, I sucked. I like, I did everything like just wrong before. And he still did something that powerful through me. Why would God be that good to do something like that? It's because he wants to baffle people with his love and with his awesomeness. So I don't want you to come away from this and think that because of the story you just heard happened in my life that it can't happen to yours. That's a lie from the enemy. God gave you the same spirit that he gave me. And if you're willing to walk in his ways, just as his word says, if you're willing to turn from your own way, seek him fully, seeking first the kingdom of God, seeking always the kingdom of God, staying in alignment. And can I say that I've done that perfectly all the time? No, but my heart has been, it's about heart posture. It's about relationship. It's about alignment and continually progressing. And God will show himself mighty through somebody who is as weak as me. I mean, don't get caught up in the lie that there's something special about me that would, that would cause God to want to do this. There's not, I'm, I'm just a regular old dude and God does amazing things through regular people every single day in miraculous ways and in this season we need to put on our army boots our army jackets our, our fighting boots <laughs> and we need to stand against the things of this world and for the things of the of the kingdom of god if we stand in that and won't be moved and we will keep our hearts and minds aligned 
and attuned to the Holy Spirit, following what he says and walk in the way. God will show himself mighty in a way that he never has because he will have taken God, the spirit that he put on all of his prophets and the spirit that he put in Jesus Christ. And he will have multiplied that out into the world in a way that has never been seen. And the world will be baffled and we will be baffled by the power and awesomeness of who God is. And every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That is our witness. That is our fight. That is what we're called to. Father, I thank you that you choose the ordinary to do things that are extraordinary. I plead the blood of Jesus over everybody who will come across this message. And I bind the devil and his demons who would try to snatch it from them. Father, I ask that the people who would come here, that you would make them a ground prepared to receive it so that the seed would fall on good ground and bear fruit for your kingdom, for your purposes, for your sake. Now we are in the hour of your glory and your power, Father. Help us to walk in the authority that you have given us. Help us to speak by the power of your word and your Holy Spirit. Help us to walk by the power of your word and your Holy Spirit in the way and the truth and the life that Jesus showed us. Strip us bare of anything that is us so that we may become completely one with you. I ask this in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. And I consider it done by faith and I thank you for it. Now to you who are able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or think according to the power that works in us. To you be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus for all generations, forever and ever. Amen. God bless. I hope this message blessed you. I promise you, if you're willing to go all in, you will never regret it. And you will see the power of God manifest in your life and in what he has called you to do in ways that you never thought possible. And you will receive a freedom that you didn't think was possible, a freedom and a love. The Bible is true. The Bible is true. God bless. Thanks for joining us today on the Enter the Kingdom podcast. If today's message was an encouragement to you, please consider sharing it with someone whom you think it might encourage. Also, make sure to subscribe for free to our podcast and join us every Monday, God willing, as we continue on our journey together. God bless. We'll see you next Monday.